0: Hello and welcome to Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. I'm continuing our series on stories that shape our view of self from an attachment perspective. And today's episode is around abandonment and rejection, how we experience it, the things that we tell ourselves, and how we interact with it. I'm also, as usual, going to share things that we can do differently. But before I go into today's podcast, I want to remind you about our very special webinar on Sunday, the 2nd of October The Battle to Connect. If, if you have teens and you're struggling to connect, you're battling to get them off social media and you want to learn how to connect with your teens in this digital age, then this webinar is for you. If you go to our Facebook page at Wounds to Scars, you will see the details in the pin post and I hope I'll see you on the webinar on Sunday. I'll continue the podcast for today. So what do you, what do you tell yourself when friends disappear? When your friends just disappear, what is the what is the thing that you tell yourself when people leave your life? Maybe those people are not just friends, maybe they are family members, maybe there were people who you felt you were close to for a long time and they just leave and they didn't tell you why. What is it that you tell yourself? As I work with people and as I listen and I am as I observe, these are two stories that I hear people tell themselves when people disappear. And these stories, these versions are coming from a Christian perspective because I work mostly with Christian women. So one of the version is, one version is, it's there's a Christian version that it will be wrapped in lots of spiritual language. It's my cross to bear. It's my crucible. Sometimes you might find a Bible verse to or a story in the Bible to relate to your current struggle. Sometimes that gives us a feeling of solace or, or comfort or um, it's a... It's a nice place to hide, I'm going to say, and if you are listening and that and you often do that, and I'm calling it a hiding place, I want you to stay with me because I'm going to tell you why it's a hiding place, and perhaps give you some tools that you can use instead of hiding from perhaps being with uncomfortable feelings around people leaving. Maybe you have experienced quite a lot of people leaving, and sometimes when we've experienced abandonment and rejection a lot sometimes we set it up for ourselves where we are the ones that do things to cause the people to leave and we we tell ourselves that they were going to leave anyway and then we use scripture to make ourselves feel better now there are many things why people might leave but before i go into that i'm going to talk about number two number two is but before I go to number two, the the strategy that is used for the first version where we spiritualize it, the strategy is prayer, sometimes borrowing further down in Bible study. And sometimes there are those who say, I don't care. You know, um, I like to be on my own. I don't mind being on my own. I'm a loner. I, you know, all of those kind of things that you might tell yourself. And then there is the hidden version. So this is the second one. There's a the hidden version where even though you are speaking strong and you're sounding courageous and you're sounding all of that, there's a hidden part that nobody can see, but you're, you're, you are you're live with every day. And this is where self-blame is. This is where it's something is wrong with me. There's something about me that makes people leave. And this is where the, the injuries of attachment comes in, where you may have experienced rejection and abandonment your whole life, or your parents may have left, uh... There might be the relationship breakdown between your parents and one parent disappear. You may have grown up with caregivers that were not emotionally available and you experience these injuries. And so people leaving is is a common theme in your life. And so when they leave now, as opposed to being with the discomfort of people leaving, sometimes you might find yourself telling yourself things that are comforting that won't help you to face the truth. Now people leave for many reasons. It might not be because you've done anything. When there are people in your life who have left who can't tell you what it is that you've done, that what it is that may have been wrong in the relationship, the things that may they may have struggled with and why they feel like the relationship is no longer feasible for them. Because we have to appreciate and respect people's boundaries. You might miss them and mourn their leaving, but it might be it it, it might not be for for it might be for your good that they've left, right? But if it is that it's something that you're doing and they don't let you know, then you can't know. You you don't know how to change what you don't know. And there are things that we don't know about ourselves that other people know that we need them to tell us, to feed back to us so that we can use this information to create change. If people leave because they leave... There are lots of people who are in our lives and for a season. And when I first heard that people is in my life for a season, I never liked it because I like continuity and uh, I like I like longevity. I like things that last. I don't like change that much. So if people, if my friends are going to leave, then I don't want to to, to invest the time to develop connection with somebody who might be in my life for a season. So I never really liked that. But we can't determine how how long people stay in our lives. People leave because sometimes there are things going on for them. It might not be anything to do with you. There might be things that are going on for them that they that they are are moving on. And when we when our relationships are not secure, when we have a safe, secure relationship, even though we may not have experienced safety in other places, it's really difficult then to have safe, secure rela- interpersonal relationships. And so friends will go. And you also will go because nothing nothing is permanent um and you know nothing is permanent so what what is what is a a mature thing to do is for somebody to say this has happened this is what this is how i feel about the relationship i don't feel like i want to, i can go on any anymore or this you've done this and you've not apologized or just any anything to have a mature conversation to let you know what's happening But not everybody have those skills to tell you if they've told you and you don't you're not able to to manage it, to be with it, to hear it. Then that's something that you need to investigate. Sometimes when we've um, when we've experienced anxious attachment or avoidant attachment, it's really difficult to do security in interpersonal or romantic relationships. It makes it really hard for us to do that then. So we have to understand the rejection and the abandonment that we've experienced, how it's impacted us and how it's what kind of pattern that it makes us develop relationally. And what are the things that we can do to change, to create change, to make sure that we have healthy relationships? So when someone leaves, what do you tell yourself when a friend disappears? It, you can tell yourself several things. But, but, you know, and I discussed self-blame earlier, but some of the other things that you can tell yourself, it's not about me. If it was, then I hope that they'd let me know. You can tell yourself, you can ask yourself questions. You can look at the relationship over over time. Maybe you will see some patterns that have existed there before that would let you know that this was not going to be a lasting relationship, a lasting friendship. You can mourn because if you've invested time in the friendship and it's ended prematurely or it's just ended abruptly and you're not sure why it's okay to mourn that loss it might you might struggle to trust again but if you are if you're committed to building close connection with others don't allow somebody leaving to stop you from opening yourself up to other people who might have come in your life that is more aligned and that is prepared to do the hard work of building relationships Because relationships takes work, but not everybody have the tools to do the work that is necessary to have healthy relationships. So sometimes people might just leave because they don't want to do the work. Some people leave and they use scripture to make themselves feel better. And they use religious language to make themselves feel better about leaving. But the truth might be, they've never experienced security, close connection, and they don't know how to do it. If you find yourself in any one of these places where security and close connection is very difficult, it's challenging for you, then you might want to learn uh, and understand yourself a little bit better and how, what are some of the things that you can do to have healthy relationships. One of the things that is really useful is to ask the people around you, how do you experience me? It's a very difficult question to ask. It's also a difficult question to answer. So make sure you're asking people that are safe, people that you feel safe with, that you know are going to be honest with you, but they're going to do it with grace. Be prepared for the hard answers that might not be what you want to hear. But if you're committed to growth, when you get those answers, don't allow them to knock you out, so, so to speak. Don't allow them to discourage you. Take it, look at it, be with it, and get some support to make the changes to be the kind of person that you would like to be. Thank you for joining me in Stories That Shape Us. I hope you'll join me on the next story.